right? I mean, come on. Yeah. All I'm right, we're to, rolling. Uh, yeah, we should start that. I'm not... I mean, I've been doing this for a long enough time that I know how to stay on mic pretty right. well. Um, I was looking through uh, lots of old tweets just to see if there's anything that we missed. Uh, through victory, my chains are broken. Remember that one? It sounds familiar. Uh, I, I said... I. I thought that you might know that because you oh, love the oh, right, Star Wars stuff. Right. It's the Sith Code. Grab some of those Drizzle Spalt hops over there. I'm going to throw some in my hopped cider. So there's the Jedi Code, which is... Um, I haven't played these games in a while, so I'm trying to remember what that is. You had to memorize it for for, for the thing. So I'll look it up. How okay. about that? Jedi Code. Uh-uh. So, this is the Jedi Code in, in the Knights of the Old Republic games. Okay. There is no emotion. There is peace. There is no ignorance. There is knowledge. There is no passion. There is serenity. There is no death. There is the Force. Mm-hmm. So that's the Jedi code. Okay. And the Sith code, because of course the Sith have a code that's uh, different. Peace is a lie. There is only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The Force shall free me. Okay. I like the Sith code more. Jedi Code seems really very uh, stale and, like, priestly. Mm-hmm. Well, the... Um, well, you were saying that, you know, the Sith in the Old Republic were more than just evil, evil, do evil, right? They're... It, de- it, it, it depended on, I suppose, how you played it. Like, the, the, the Old Republic games were one of the first... Uh, of those games that had a sort of moral system, okay. so you could go either way, but it was very kludgy, the moral system, so either you were just, you know, like the biggest Boy Scout in the world, or, you know, you were basically, you know, Jesus, or you were, like, just the, the evilest fucker in the world. There was no, like, middle ground. You weren't... <laughs> as soon as you did one thing well, kind of bad, you just lost all your cred, right? Well, not only that, but the options were either... I am an absolute goody-goody, or I am a, the evilest fucker you ever met. There was okay. not, like, a decent enough, like, middle ground of, and, and, like, a gray area. Mm-hmm. All those moral system games are, are sort of like that. But if you look, if you read into some of the storylines, yeah, the, the Sith weren't just... The primary antagonists were just evil, but not all the Sith were specifically evil fuckers, although most of them were portrayed that way. But right. not all the Jedis were necessarily good guys either, so... Right. Then that conversation descended into how ridiculously long the Star Wars timeline is. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's like 80,000 years something or something? Something like that. And I mentioned something about how it's thought that in a thousand years, the language, the language that people will use will be completely not understandable to anybody today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a thousand years on one planet. Right. This is a galaxy... Right. If you go onto Wikipedia and look at the Star Wars timeline, it's insane. It starts like it starts like 
It's like a complete Genesis story. It starts with like the formation of the get planets and, mm-hmm. and it jumps millions of years until, you know, you get to the point where you have spacefaring civilization, I guess, and then it gets more yeah. involved, but still eighty thousand years from there till the end of Return of the Jedi. It's insane. I think it's interesting that for all of the speculative sci-fi, um, you know, whether it's fantasy sci-fi, speculative, you know, or, or hard sci-fi, a lot of them have uh, ways to travel faster than light. None of them have come with a way to jive it with relativity. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I was tr- I was trying to imagine how. Okay, let's let's imagine we find a way to use wormholes or whatever to travel faster than light. How do we get around the relativistic problems that occur? And there's no... That I'm aware of, there are no answers. It's just sort of something that, oh, uh, time... We, we found a way around that whole time issue. I don't know. I never really looked into that part of it. My wild speculation of knowing none of the math... Uh-huh is that when you use a wormhole to bend space-time and bring the ends together, it's stitching together that part of space-time so it becomes consistent or something along those lines, right? Again, that's just me trying to make it work. Yeah, I don't see how that would work because you still would have a separation of, of events that could be transmitted one way and then could be transmitted a different way. And they would have to be equivalent by relativity, but they wouldn't necessarily not be because... Well, they're, no, because they're, if you bend space-time, you'd have a short path and a long path. Forget about, forget about like, actually traversing the wormhole. Imagine if you made a wormhole where it actually bent space-time around to itself, right? So you can actually make a shortcut. Like, okay, right. But it's all in space-time. It's not in any kind of hyperspace. Right. Then... There's, it's just it's equivalent of information going the shortest way and but then you going still have you still have multiple reference frames that you have to you have to uh, find a way to, to to make them equivalent and if you do that you're breaking that equivalency you're breaking any way to make that it those equivalent and so you're essentially you're splitting the universe apart into two separate universes. <laughs> I, the only way I, I, I mean, I'm looking at it a different way, where it's not, it's not traveling faster than the speed of light because you brought two different parts of space time together. Yes, yes. So it's traveling. Everything is relativistic. It's just you you were able to make a you know bring two part two far apart parts of space together, transfer information across it, and then let it go apart or keep it together or whatever, but... You still run into the tachyonic anti-telephone issue. Okay. When you do that. I, 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 like I said, I have never yeah, tried to reconcile any math. The, the only way I could come up with how it could work is if relativity is is basically wrong and there is a preferred reference frame. If, if the universe has a preferred reference frame, then we could compare everything to that preferred reference frame and and find out from there, and then we wouldn't have issues. But then we wouldn't really be seeing the things that we think that we see. Sure. Again, this was a silly thing to argue over. I'm not arguing. Well, no, no, but... 
I, I don't like the last thing you just said. I don't see how that's uh, plays into my stupid proposition, right? And and it, like I said, it's, it's not worth arguing over. But no, I mean, your proposition yeah. is is not unsound. It's uh, I, I think I that, mean stupid that you know. Well, here's how I would make it work if I was no, no, I, I you know writing a book. You that, know, that, that's absolutely that, that's the way everybody. You know, that's the yeah. way that the science that, that uh, science fiction writers do it, it. And on the face of it, it doesn't seem like there's an issue there. But when you get into actually doing the, the mathematical transform, you start to infinity start to file up, pile mm-hmm. up. Essentially, things start to not right. make sense. Things start to break down. So that's why it's like, well, no one's really come up with a good way to do it because. There is no math to describe that, so you can you can easily I would say easily you can you can definitely twist space in uh, the FLRW metric in in, in the in the uh, Einsteinian uh, space time metric. So here's another okay. So here's a fun one for you. Forget about the wormhole. Like instead of trying to figure out how to make a wormhole, reconcile that. What is hyperspace? You know. The things that you know—it's pretty much the same thing in Star Wars and Star Trek. Yeah, right. The 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 thing that they're in, like when like you know, let's make the jump to hyperspace so we can't be tracked. You know, how how would we describe making hyperspace real? Okay, so Star Trek, at least the when they when they tried to make the next generation, they did a uh, they made up. A way of scientifically doing warp speed without involving hyperspace. They did this thing called a continuum distortion propulsion, where essentially they this the ship does it. it, it it's sort of the Albuquerque drive situation. Mm-hmm. The ship doesn't right. move; it, it bends space in front of it and around it. So, right. So it, it basically falls downhill, right, type yeah, thing, right? Because right. it it bends the topology of the space around it. Right. So it doesn't actually move uh, in physical space. It moves the universe around it. Roughly speaking, <laughs> hyperspace, though in uh, in most other fiction, like um, and, and and Star Trek has, this, has has their other ways of traveling that are that are not mm-hmm. warp. Uh, they have subspace and yeah, hyperspace, and there's hyperspace in Babylon Five, and there's uh, hyperspace in like Stargate and there's all 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 those okay. things. I guess the way you would think of it is as is traversing uh another degree of freedom that we don't normally see. So it's okay. it's a it's another dimension that's that's there that, that we slip in and out of that we normally are unaware of in our interactions with it. An example I can give is is photons. Photons are unaware of the time dimension. Right. It, it, it's as if the time dimension doesn't exist for them. They're aware of the spatial dimension in in, in some context, although really not in the length context. They're aware of things on the side of them. Right. So it's it's like going into okay traverse. I mean, okay. So traverse. The, I mean, the way it like is portrayed. In Star Wars, for example, it's almost like going into a, a different 
I don't know if dimensions right word, but almost a different reality, a different yeah, a different universe, like realm where the rules of physics are different, and you can go faster, right? So when you you go in there, you travel at the speed that it allows you to travel, and when you come out, you've traveled farther than if you were able to. Yes, in our in our universe. Uh, uh, another thing is maybe you're actually exiting our universe going into another universe and then coming back into our universe another right. area so you're so hyperspace is a universe like right next to ours and you're just sort of popping in one end and popping out and it has a different rules where yeah it allows you to travel faster that to it may it may not even have different rules right, right? i mean it may be just it's that just the way it's shaped or something yeah just the way that the shapes of of the various universes interact that they traveling in one direction in one universe mm-hmm. means you're traveling further in another universe. But then the, the the question always comes with that, how do you deal with, again, how do you deal with time, right? Because time time and space are, uh, you know, we, we think of, it's, 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 the, it's the back to the future problem. There's, okay, you have a, you, you have a car that can travel through time and go back to 19... 19- 45 or 55 whatever it was the problem is if you went go if you went back to 1955 from that location you wouldn't be on earth <laughs> you'd be in space because mm-hmm. you're just going back in time not in space you are <laughs> pop <laughs> you have a delorean in interstellar space this is, that's not a not a very good uh ending well, I mean, yeah did they go back no they didn't go back to the same day of the year did they um, no, I don't think the, so. No, they yeah. picked the day because yeah. they wanted to. Yeah. yeah, so there you have to have some kind of preferred reference frame again, right? right. You have to have your space time, your your local space time, the, where the DeLorean is anchored against Earth for some magical reason. Yes. You have to have some way to track where the Earth was in space time at that point and move backwards and, and move into that point in space time where Earth was. And yeah, you'd have to have some sort of a reference frame. And there is, I suppose, a way but it's, to do it. It's not just that. I mean, the sun's moving through the galaxy. You know, everything's oh, moving. So, so ending up at that in you know, uh, farmer's field, <laughs> going through the hay bale, boom. Yeah. That would have been a fun. There, there's. Let's let's recut the movie. So as soon as they go back in time, and the DeLorean pops out in the middle of space. They just <laughs> died. <laughs> well, see, the problem is that uh, the first time travel was actually Einstein the dog. Einstein the dog. Remember that. Um, I haven't watched Back to the Future in so long. Okay, but you remember the scene where the car is coming towards them, and then bam, and then the the fire, the uh, the tires leave fire marks. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that was the first test, and what he did was he sent his dog one minute into the future. Okay. So it's been so long; I don't remember. That I'll have to watch back to. I mean, I've seen like parts of the movie. I've definitely seen Back to the Future too. Now that it's like almost Back to the Future Day. Yeah. Ooh. Um, no, Back to the Future I think still holds up. Uh, yeah, and yeah, no, it's a fun movie. Back to the Future Two holds up too. 
yeah, pretty good. Of. Back to the Future Three, no. Back to the Future Three was never very good. Yeah. Uh, Back to the Future Two is is not nearly as good as, as one, but it's I mean, but it's, it, it's in some ways it's at a more playful spirit, and so that was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was playful. I mean, and the futurist stuff they did in it. We should talk about. It. We should do some research and talk about that. Some maybe we'll do it on Back to the Future Day. But some of the predictions, you know, it's fun how how off some of the things are. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, like when he receives the facts and got fired. <laughs> and then some of the other things are very spot on. Well, instant newspapers, right? That was one thing. And that's certainly something that happens now. Mm-hmm. Uh, instant news reporting of events. I mean, even that giant wall-mounted flat-screen TV, right? That was... Yeah, it, was it wasn't the, really reality when the movie was made. I don't think there was even prototypes of plasma TVs at the time or anything. So putting all those hops in the glass wasn't the best idea. <laughs> yeah, they're all flaky and leaves all roll loose. And yeah, these are dry. So heck of a time rinsing our uh, our glasses out. Um, what was it? I mean, Pepsi is still around. <laughs> They don't really have cafe eighties, but they are like retro places. Um, I, I mean, the obvious ones, of course, there are no flying cars or, or flying skateboards. But right, everyone's been predicting flying cars for so long that they kind of had to go with it. I think it's sort of a Jetsons thing. Holography has not really come along the way that uh, that they have. You know, the giant shark. <laughs> On the other hand. The holographic techniques that exist are certainly much better <laughs> graphic-wise than the shark they came out. Playing games that the kids were like, you have to use your hands to play your game? That's that's baby stuff. <laughs> uh, so that, that didn't... Re- I mean, there are some things. Like, I mean, they had, now we can use... Now we can do stuff without controllers, but you still have to move your hands. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Instant weather reporting. We kind of sort of have that. Like, I have an app that will tell me within a couple minutes whether it's going to start raining or not. Yeah, so the first one they talk about here is automation, right? It says the film correctly anticipates the increased use of robot technology. But, of course, not in the right... Like, they have robots walking dogs. Yeah. You know, things like that. Where, you know, there's a lot of automation, but not really much mechanical manipulation type stuff, right? The automation, like, you know, you, yeah. there's like... You, you can't really do fine motor control unless it's very unless it's a very um, strict circumstance. Right. But, like, gas stations are practically completely automated with the whole payment and yeah. enabling the pumps and things like that. Um, there's no auto-drying jackets that I know of. <laughs> Double necktie? Double necktie. There were there were at one point uh, Nike actually made like uh, self um, tying shoes. Yeah, actually, I saw a couple last year. There was a you know in the maker community, someone made some self lacing shoes. Mm-hmm. There was a little motor in the heel that pulled the straps. There's the the facts. Fighting <laughs> for the facts. Get your uh, VR. Oh, VR heads up display. So I mean, that one's pretty. Yeah, that's that's pretty much here. I mean, uh, it hasn't quite turned into. Yeah, so the game consoles. You already talked about that one. 
anything else? I mean, I'm trying to think of other future predictions. Uh, let's see. They, they they use a thumbprint to access the house. That seems. Mm-hmm. I mean, that it's certainly possible today. It's it's, just, it's as insecure as a as a key system anyway. I mean, yeah. I mean, absolutely. They have the Quickset has the the yeah the touch touch unlock thing yeah. now it ties with your phone but we don't have everybody's fingerprint on record and that's how you yeah uh, know people dehydration pizza dehydration pizza <laughs> that's right I forgot about that um what else is there Mr. Fusion of course yes x-ray vision uh, so anyway See, Mr. Fusion would be the big breakthrough. If if there were a portable device that you could just put trash into and get energy out of. I always it always bugged me that Mr. Fusion didn't power the car. Why not? Why the hell not? <laughs> Why do you need gas to power a car when you have a device that you can just make energy? I mean, well then they had to replace the whole you, engine and everything. Yeah, right. Why do you need an internal combustion engine once you have a, a device that you can put bananas in and turn? Because that would wreck the energy. resale value of the DeLorean if it was all fusion powered. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, Back to the Future too. Yeah, I think I need to watch Back to the Future one. I remember I remember a lot of the key scenes. I remember see that came out in what like 83. Well, it, it must have been 85, right? Cuz that was when I thought 2 was in 80. No, it, I think it was 85 because that was when they were trying to get back to it. Okay. Yeah, so it was All 85. Right, so it came out in 85. Yeah, I remember watching that. <laughs> and <laughs> I hadn't, uh, I was, what, nine years old or something like that, and I hadn't done all the math in my head. And it was like the first time I watched it, I was watching my parents. I'm like, you had cars back then? <laughs> <laughs> parents like, how old do you think we are? <laughs> there was a good line about, in, in, in 2, when they, when... Marty told uh, Doc, you know, try to land the DeLorean on the car. And, he, and Doc was like, this is a DeLorean. It's made out of aluminum. It's a steel Chevy. It'll, it'll rip us apart. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You want to get on drinking beer? I guess I else you want to talk about. Um, let's see. Let's see if there's any more tweets here that I have. There's all of my IPA tweets. Did we, did we talk about on the air the... So Max was watching Indiana Jones the other day. He didn't talk about this on the air. And uh, he told Heather, Indiana Jones stole Han Solo's voice. <laughs> you know, he... He hasn't put together that they're the same actor? He No, he doesn't know it's the same actor. Apparently they don't look enough that he thinks it's the same guy. But he... But he co- recognizes the, the audio quality. Of the there voice. is probably... A certain intonation that sounded just like Han Solo, you know, and a certain scene that really made it click for him. But it's pretty funny that he yeah. had discovered that uh, it's probably in uh, Temple of Doom, I think, was the one he watched that day. <laughs> Max watches stuff that's uh, advanced for his age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be my interesting parroting style. We'll see if I regret it or not, but 
Yeah, he's he's watched all three of the uh, Raiders of the Lost Arks. He's watched um, the Avengers, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. It went oh, Home Alone. Yeah, which isn't like he's wanted to watch that again. I'm like, they say mean rude things in here. If I hear you saying these rude things, you're not going to watch these anymore. So he he kind of. He's a boy, though. He knows yeah. where he, he knows when and where to use it. <laughs> it was a funny thing, though. He watched Home Alone once or twice, and I was just talking about something, and I said Chicago, and the only place he knows Chicago is from Home Alone. He's like, you know, it was his tie, and he's like, you know, he knew what Chicago was. You know, it was a city, and he's like from Home Alone. You know? Yeah, so it was pretty funny. I mean, Home Alone is is a big, you know, it's a cartoon of a movie. You know, it's like it's, it's like those old, um, you know. Uh, what were, those, what were those cartoons? Looney Tunes. Right, right. But there's and, and, there's uh, definitely, I won't call it obscene language, but there's rude language. Yeah, there's rude Something language. Something that a four-year-old yeah. should, you know, won't know that he shouldn't say. But in, like, in Temple of Doom, there are people dying and people, you yeah. know, hearts, hearts getting pulled well, out. Well, I, I, I hadn't let him watch Temple of Doom yet. He watched the first one, first one and the third one. And uh, you know, one day I'm at work and Heather put it on for him, let him watch Temple of Doom. Like, really? I was going to watch that one with him because uh, he might have needed some explanation a couple points. I'm like, which one did you watch? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, was there a little boy in it? And they take the monkey's head off. And he's like, yep, that's the one. <laughs> um... You you mentioned that if you had a wormhole, you'd use it to to go to the brew gentleman. And I was <laughs> I was saying if you had a wormhole, you'd, you'd use it for that. I'd I'd make a perpetual motion machine. That would be pretty cool. Well, you can do that too at the brew gentleman. The reason I said that, and I mean, I think you understood that. Of course, I understood. It, yeah. The hyperbole is yes. why it was funny. A waste of impossible technology. It's just such a pain in the ass. It, it, yeah. The time I went there, their beers were really good. It's a cool place. Mm-hmm. But I'm like almost never going to go there because it's so far away and such a pain in the ass to get to. I it, I, I take sort of the, the UCB approach to that. All right, you, you've introduced something, something uh, strange. All right, let's... Let's discuss this thing you introduced as strange, and let's see what you know. Let's see where you can go right. from it. So it's, uh, you know, the the trick of if that's true, what else is true? Okay. And so it's like, all right, well, you have a wormhole. You use it to get to go to a, a beer place. So you know, right. of compounding on the game as it were. Sure, I didn't realize we were playing a game. I could have had more fun with it. I'm sorry. All right. I'll keep. I'll try to keep that in mind. Yeah. Always, every every uh, communication I get from you, I'm like, is this part of the game? <laughs> or I'll just assume everything is part of the game. I mean, not everything is always part of making a game, but that was you know that was me just having fun with it. I was. It was hard to read tone, and it, it text is definitely hard to read tone. And I'm, I definitely misinterpreted the tone. I I didn't think you were being a jerk about it. I just. Uh, it seemed more serious than it was. Yeah, yeah. And then you sent me a picture of coffee, yeah. which 
You forgot to give me. <laughs> <laughs> I will try to put them on the desk from yeah. now on, so we don't forget about those darn pounds of them coffee. darn coffees. Um, did you watch Community yet? It's back. No, no, I have to download yeah. it. I haven't watched the other one, the one with Tina Fey yet either. Oh, Un- Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, and. Uh, we can talk a little bit about CSI Cyber in the post show, I think. Be more fun in the post show, I think. And <laughs> Mars One. I saw your note there. I didn't hear any news about it. What? Oh, just some guy was basically he, he, he talked about how, how Mars One is 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 a is basically a scam. I'm not really shocked by that. Okay. Like what part? Like every part, like they have, they have these hundred finalists. They've apparently interviewed them for ten minutes on Skype. Oh. <laughs> did you see the one? That there's was no on... training. There's no, you know, there's nothing going. Into did it. you see the one that was on the nightly show? And they were talking. About yes, that? I did see that. Yeah, she was. And out of, she was bonkers, bonkers, but serious, serious bonkers. Like you know, pretty adamant about wanting to do it. Yeah, but but she's the kind of person who. Falls for that kind of con game. That's what it is. It's a con game. They're just. Mm-hmm. And it's a worldwide con. Anyway. What do you think about the nightly show? Uh, I've stopped watching it. Okay. I've not. I mean, I find that the the panel format isn't very interesting to me. It it. I don't. It seems like that, often the guests don't know how to do it right. Yeah, and I I don't think it really. I mean, maybe I'll, I'll I'll check it out later. I don't think it's found its voice. Right. I, I kind of look and see what the topic is. You know, I'll watch one here and there, but yeah, I don't wa- I don't watch it regularly. I don't watch it nightly. Right. But give us some time. It has. You need to figure out what the voice of the show is going to be because right now I think that they're still exploring. And, and I can't believe how much I like At Midnight. <laughs> it's so good. There's. It's it's basically like I said, it's a visual podcast, right? It, it's yeah. The I know it's tightly edited. Uh, it's just I, I'd love to get a little more. I haven't watched any of the download episodes. I would like to get a little more insight. Like it, it almost feels like some of the jokes are so that they've been punched up that it's almost like they had like a read through or something. You know, they absolutely not, do. Not, yeah, yeah. It's they, not like it's all uh, improv. They are given, from what I understand, they are given. A lot of the joke, a lot of the the topics, about two hours beforehand, and given the you know okay. ability to write stuff, and as well, there's also a writing staff on the show that will help you punch up and give you lines and stuff like that. Okay, so it's not yeah, it's not a pure improv, it's not a pure expression of improv, but that doesn't mean that they don't throw out improv stuff you know now and then, or that like I think that the live challenges. Sometimes it looks like they're looking at a teleprompter where they deliver their jokes. Yeah. I think there's a... Yeah, there's... I, I think, like... Yeah, I don't know exactly how it works, but I know I, I know it's not improv. Yeah. Aside from just, uh, you know, flashes here or there. Right. It doesn't ruin the show for me. No, it's, no. Oh, it should It's shouldn't. such a fun show, whether it's, you know, to what degree it's scripted or not, but... I mean, like it's like the whole points thing. The points thing doesn't matter at all. Who wins the internet doesn't matter at all. It's just right. about being funny about these things. And you know, it, it it's it it is the it is like 
you know, throwing a whole bunch of darts at the dartboard and some stuff's going to hit. And that means that in general, you're going to enjoy yourself. Yeah. It's really only annoying when there's somebody on there who is just annoying and unfunny. It's like everything they say is unfunny. They have to kind of, mm-hmm. all right, you get points. You get points. <laughs> yeah, that, that one guy you were talking about. Ugh. Not funny. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Uh, that's uh, that's probably my new favorite show. I don't miss, I, I watch every episode. It's a good show. Yeah. I'm mad I hadn't watched it earlier. Yeah. Can't be on the at the beat. You can't get in the be at the head of the line for everything. Nope. 